Hello, UW family, and welcome to the Husky Huddle podcast. This is our new season. My name is Jana Marish. I'm the Director of Parent and Family Programs. My co-host is Carlos Guillen from First Year Programs. Today, we will be huddling up with Jennifer Higley, Assistant Director for Advising at the Paul G. Allen School of Computer Science and Engineering, or lovingly called, for short, the Allen School. Jennifer will be talking about what it's like to advise first-year students and how they continue to support um, students within the Allen School as they go into their second, their third, their fourth year. Today's episode builds on our multi-episode discussions about advising. At this point, your students may have already participated in their advising orientations, may have met their advisors who will help them register for classes, or this may be news to you that students will meet their advisors during their their orientation session. As just a little bit of a brief um, discussion, there are two types of advisors at UW. There's general advisors to work with students that have not yet chosen their major and work with them as they explore and apply to their preferred or specific majors. There's also departmental advisors that specialize in this requirement for specific majors. That's with Jennifer and she works specifically with uh, current students and aspiring students wanting to get into computer science and engineering. So please feel free to listen to this episode. If you'd like to listen to our engineering, our foster, or general advising, you can see that during season one. And we hope that what you hear is that all of our advising colleagues uh, work collaboratively across majors and they look at their role holistically. They look at talking to your students to see what's happening within the classroom and outside of the classroom and try to provide some really great ways to pathfinding, moving forward, next steps, and also help. Um, For more information, you can access our links on our Parent and Family Program Guide. We'll also be adding links at the end of this episode uh, that we referenced, so you should be able to get that. So up next, we huddle up with Jennifer Higley to talk about advising in her work at the Paul G. Allen School of Computer Science and Engineering. Hi, we are here uh, with our Assistant Director of Advising, Jennifer Higley. Hi, Jennifer. Hello. Hello. Nice to be here. So this is the part where we ask you to start your origin story, and we're excited to have you here. Hi, I am so excited to be here and talk about the Allen School. It's one of my favorite things to do. So my name is Jennifer Higley. I use she, her pronouns. I have been a Pacific Northwest native. I was born actually at the University of Washington Medical Center. So the joke is that I have never got too far away, but I'm pretty happy about it. Um, I was raised in Auburn, so about 45 minutes south of Seattle, and I ended up applying to the UW and not really wanting to go. Um, I actually wanted to get out of the state. I wanted to go to a small liberal arts school. My high school 
um, high school me decided that was really what I wanted to do. Um, and then I ended up getting a scholarship to the University of Washington. And it was something that I didn't feel like I could pass up. And I still look back on that as like a choice that I didn't intend to make. Um, or I, you know, I did, but um, ended up being the best choice I could have possibly made. I loved my time at the University of Washington. I think I would have been a very different person had I gone to one of the other schools that maybe I was thinking about. And I really like who the Washington, the University of Washington made me. So I was really excited about the fact that I kind of fell into that. Um, when I was at the UW, I wanted to be pre-med and ended up feeling like, you know, as so many people do, I think in their college time that I as I learned more and more about what that actually entailed, it wasn't quite right for me. And I ended up being a psychology major with a focus on education. I graduated with the very first cohort of the education minor back in 2009. Um, and along my way, I was an orientation leader. Uh, so I worked uh, doing summer orientations with freshmen and then I ended up going the next year to be a coordinator. So I helped uh, hire and train and supervise the next year of orientation leaders. And after I graduated, I didn't really know exactly what I was going to do. It was 2009. It was the recession. And I ended up going into AmeriCorps and working at an elementary school to see if maybe I wanted to get a, a teaching certificate. And I decided, no, elementary school wasn't quite right. And the thing that I loved most in my entire time of working was really that time in FYP, in first year programs, doing orientation leading. So I went back and got my master's degree, focusing a little bit more on higher ed. And managed in 2012 to get a job as an advising intern in the then CSE department. It wasn't even called the Allen School yet. And I have been there for the past decade working my way up. I am now the assistant director and I supervise a team of seven full-time advisors who help all of the students in the Allen School with their academic success. That's amazing. Jennifer, it's really cool to hear that you, you know, as a, a UW alum, a former orientation leader, a former first year program student coordinator, um, really cool trajectory to your current position um, with the Allen School. And knowing that a lot of families who are listening and specifically, you know, families who have students who are either admitted to the Allen School or interested in a computer science and engineering degree, can you give a little bit of a history of, of the Allen School and kind of how that program has kind of just come to be? Yeah, so the CSE department has actually been around for quite a long time. It started, I think, in the 70s uh, back in Sieg Hall, which is um, pretty close to Variegates Hall, where first year programs is, um, and outgrew that building as CSE has just grown in the world and in the Seattle area. Um, we built our first building, uh, the Paul Allen Center for Computer Science and Engineering in the like, mid-2000s or so. And then we built our second building in 2019, and that's where we live now. Um, since I started in 2012 uh, is when I started, we had 650 undergrads. And now in 2022, 10 years later, we have over 2,000 students. So we've almost, we've over tripled our student population. It's just a huge booming uh, population. It's really exciting. Uh, that also means that we're always constantly thinking about scaling and about how to make sure that we're, as this uh, 
group of students grows and grows and grows, that we're still making sure that we give everyone a really great education, that we still make sure that we give everyone the level of support that we did when we were 650 students. So it's kind of a constant balance. Um, but I think that's one thing that not everyone realizes about the on school is that it's really, really big and that we're constantly growing and we're constantly trying to accommodate as many people as humanly possible. We really, we know that this is a, a tough program to get into and there's a lot of, um, a lot of talk and a lot of rumors about that. And I, that's kind of one thing I want to make sure is very clear is that we're really, really trying to get as many students as possible um, the, the education in computer science at the University of Washington. That's uh, 2,000 students, quite large. Um, how big is your staff in like helping to support uh, all of those students? Oh my gosh. So, um, like I said, we were 650 students when I started. We had about we had basically three full-time advisors and a director. Um, in 2019, like right right before the start of the pandemic, uh, we had about 1,800 students, and we had three advisors and a director, um, and we were tired. <laughs> so we. We had tripled our population and we hadn't grown at all. Um, so we put in this really big uh, request for a lot more staff and it was granted by our director of the Allen School. She really sees the value in having a lot of support for student services. And so we've been hiring like, uh, like wildfire over the last couple of years and we now have 17 people on our student services team. And we have a full team of advisors and a full team to help support diversity and access and a team for operations and enrollment management and all of that as well. That's awesome. And knowing that, you know, with advising and orientation, you know, academic advisors have a key role in that program. Can you talk a little bit about kind of what the, like when you usually see students, I know A&O advising and orientation is probably one of the first times, but maybe kind of giving us an idea of, you know, what sort of communication happens between advisors and students especially as they're making that transition into their first quarter? Yeah, so we, uh, my advising team at sees students, we say from like the day they commit all the way through when they graduate and beyond. So um, May 1st was commitment day. Uh, so we are starting to see lots and lots of students coming in, both who are direct to major in the Allen School and who are admitted into other programs and are thinking about potentially what the computer science uh, classes and program would look like in conjunction. Um, and we have uh, kind of a bunch of different ways that we reach out to students. So we um, we'll send our students an email uh, who are already enrolled in the Allen School, like within the next couple of weeks, uh, our students in the Allen School get an assigned advisor. So though we have 2000 students, we also have seven uh, full time advisors and me. So um, everybody gets a caseload of a, a smaller group so that you can get to know your advisor a little bit better. And it's not hard to see an advisor where we're present at quick questions. Uh, which is kind of drop in advising every single day. It's actually happening right now, and people on my team are taking student meetings right now. Um, we are both we are hybrid, so we see students both in person and online, and we'll be in perpetuity um, so that students can come see us immediately if they have quick questions or schedule appointments for longer questions. Uh, we see most of the students at the start of the quarter during registration, um, and we do have some stuff going on. We will be at um, 
orientation over the summer. Uh, but if students want to have just like a long deep dive into planning, like seeing us outside of the first week of the quarter and registration is always a good tip. Uh, maybe, you know, weeks two or three or eight or nine is sometimes a little bit uh, better for having no wait for a scheduled appointment. Thanks for that, Jennifer. I also um, wanted to put in context that right now, I think we're closing on week eight of spring quarter. So this is kind of, it's starting to get busy. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, that's a really, I know it's starting to get busy and also very exciting. Um, I also wanted to mention, I know that we have a lot of first year families, but we also have some sophomore, junior and senior families that are listening. And would love to hear uh, if you have anything that's dedicated to or um, efforts for as your first year student turns into second year uh, or going into junior and senior, what, uh, how do you help with, with that kind of uh, milestone and transition? Yeah, so um, one thing that's always a big point of conversation, especially in the Allen School, but I think for everybody in college is like, what do I do afterwards, right? Like, what are my next steps? What does my career prep look like? Um, am I, should I go to grad school? We do a lot of that counseling. Uh, we do, our advising team is actually cross-trained to do uh, career prep. So we will talk with students about um, navigating the uh, academic, or the, um, like technical job search process, which is a little different from maybe uh, jobs that students might have applied to in the past. Uh, we'll talk with students about their resume. We'll talk with students about when and how to apply and kind of keep all those application fires stoked. Um, so that's something that we work with for sophomore, junior, seniors a lot. It's pretty common for students in the Allen School to really be um, thinking about getting internships to prep for a full-time job. So we do a lot around that. Um, we also try really hard to emphasize that getting out into um, the technical industry is a great way, but only one way that people can go after they graduate. So we talk with people about um, getting into a PhD program or getting into our master's programs, uh, getting our research uh, background, how to get involved with other things that might help um, them figure out where exactly their interests lie, especially if their interests might be um, interdisciplinary, right? So um, I do a lot of counseling for that. And then we do a lot of mentorship and community building. I think the University of Washington is really big and the Allen School, even within the big University of Washington is still really big. And so we really wanna make sure that students get to know each other. Uh, so we have uh, student groups and we have a student group coordinator who helps put together mentorship programs for sophomores, uh, meeting up with seniors. Um, we have other community building events, just like um, we had a spirit week a couple of weeks ago where people would just kind of go dress up and go to the photo booth and get little swag prizes. And today is our spring barbecue. So it's like our annual like big party where faculty and students and staff are all gonna get together in Sylvan Grove. It's the one with the columns and have food and a band and they get to pie their instructors that they vote for, um, which they always love. So it's good times. <laughs> I don't know what this is about, but uh, I don't know what it is about uh, computer science and engineering folks who want to throw pies at their faculty uh, professors. And <laughs> this is like a thing. I think it's a sign of love. <laughs> it's a love language. It is. For the right. Give some food. <laughs> yeah. That's so and the instructors, weird. they know. They know it's love. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not hard. Yeah. We want to make sure, we'll, we'll make sure that we uh, tag 
where Sylvan Grove is for some of our families. It's one of the most beautiful places uh, on an already very beautiful campus. Uh, so we'll make sure to do that. And maybe next spring you guys can sneak in and get in on that barbecue. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Perfect place for yeah. a barbecue like that. Yeah. You know, Jennifer, living in Seattle, I feel like, you know, um, having a computer science and engineering degree working in the tech industry is such a, 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 to me anyway, it's such a central part of, you know, like our experience. We're always hearing about, you know, the, the different technology companies and what they're doing and, you know, they're bringing in a lot of people. Um, what sort of questions do you get from students um, as they are considering getting into this field, as they are, you know, realizing the competitive nature and, you know, um, you know, we, I know that computer science and engineering is a capacity constrained major. Um, can you talk a little bit about kind of what sort of questions you get or what sort of concerns that students kind of come to you with? Yeah. So in terms of getting into the major, is that what we're starting? Yeah. So um, there's a lot of trepidation, a lot of concern around getting into the Allen School because it has been known as long as I've been around as being a major that's pretty tough to get into. And honestly, that's fair. Uh, we, like I have said, we've been constantly adding spaces, but our demand has also been constantly going up. Uh, our admission rates have stayed pretty static actually over the last 10 years um, at about 25 to 30% for students who are applying from within the UW. So like if they're coming here to the UW as a pre-major or a different major and thinking about applying, there's about a 25 to 30% admit rate. Um, and that's obviously not that high. There's, that means that there's 70% you know, of people that aren't getting in every round. Um, we get a lot of questions about GPAs that get admitted um, or like how they can get in. And the answer is more complicated than that, of course. Uh, we use holistic admissions the way that most people do these days. Um, and I think rather than get into like all of the details right now, I really wanna highlight that we have a monthly information session for students. Um, it's on Zoom and it's literally um, for students who are at the University of Washington who want to apply, it breaks down exactly how we review applications and exactly how um, they're going to be evaluated so that you basically at the end of that have as much information as we like humanly possible about how to maximize your chances of getting in and about knowing the process. Um, so I can absolutely share that link uh, so that you can see that, but it's the second Tuesday of every month, you can get all of all of the rundown and it's again, it's on Zoom. So if uh, parents wanna, wanna sign on and hear kind of what the, the process is, that's totally fine as well. I also wanted to ask if the the strength of UW is that you can do CS, even if you're not in a major. Um, and let's just say that maybe that first try and getting into the major didn't quite pan out. What do you suggest people do or our students do to try to kind of build up uh, <laughs> that resume again? And also, what if you just wanted to take a class or two? How do you do that? Um, and how can you do that in the Allen School? Oh, that's a great question. Um, so we have a lot of students that come and talk to us and they say, I like CSE, I didn't get in, what do I do next? And we're really, really happy to do future planning with students. So um, there's kind of two different conversations that we can have, right? And we can have both. The first one is, how do I reapply? Um, and then we can talk about 
you know, potentially taking a class that could strengthen their application or potentially getting more involved with um, extracurriculars or building out their community involvement because we do want people that also have the non-academic skill sets to go out and do amazing things with the technical education that we're going to get so that is important um, we also are let's see where is that so the reapplication right so um, in addition we can talk about um, adding in CS to any other degree and like you said it is really uh, easy to do that uh, we can have uh, anywhere from like one to five classes, maybe even more in computer science that can really add on to any other major. Um, and we're really happy to do that. And I think that we, as the Allen School, feel like it is our um, mission to make sure that as much CSE is accessible to as many students as possible. So we, um, while we don't have a minor in computer science, we get asked that a lot, um, and for many logistical reasons, and we're just not there, um, we do open up at least, you know, 10 classes um, that are specifically for students outside of the major to get students a really pretty broad exposure to computer science, and then we even um, can have students in our majors-only classes. That's just something students can come and talk with us about um, so that they can take whatever major they want to do and make that uh, more technical and kind of make themselves like extra useful in manipulating the technology of that other um, world in which they're majoring. Yeah, that's that's an awesome goal in terms of providing access to as many students as possible, because that's definitely that's definitely a a, a big uh, a big draw, right, for students to be able to to get some sort of experience. Um, so for those families who might be listening, whose students are getting ready to attend advising and orientation this summer. Um, what sort of questions you get around orientation? Um, you know, I know that in terms of the way that we do course registration here at UW is that um, it's basically on a first come first serve basis. So students would be able to register for classes based on the date of their orientation. Um, so what are some conversations that you have with students at orientation? What sort of things do they struggle with? What sort of things are, are they doing uh, while they're meeting with advisors um, during orientation? Yeah, that is a really good question. Uh, so we have a pretty set um, couple of classes that a lot of students want to take if they want to do computer science or apply to computer science. Um, that's because we do have some prerequisite coursework um, for students who are directly admitted to computer science and for students who just think they might want to apply. It's all the same prerequisite coursework. So that means that everybody that's coming in that wants to do computer science is probably going to be looking to take calculus um, or the classes that lead up to calculus. Um, they're probably going to be looking to take our interprogramming series. Um, and they're probably going to be looking to take a lab science like physics or chemistry, which as big as those classes are, they're going to fill up and that can lead to a lot of stress for students. Um, I think the biggest thing that I want students to remember is that there's plenty of time to take those classes and that if your class fills up, um, First of all, there's plenty of time before the quarter starts, even between your orientation and the start of the quarter. Classes kind of move around, students move in and out of things. Just because something is full, the minute that you're looking during orientation doesn't mean that it will be full forever. Um, so don't give up on trying to find the exact class that you do want. Um, but if you can't, then um, 
find something else that's going to give you um, some more information about what you love, right? If it's not going to be uh, that physics class that you wanted, uh, maybe you've always wanted to see if like maybe you're interested in anthropology, like sign it up. That's like part of the, the time that you have at the university is to be uh, interdisciplinary and to learn about lots of different things. And we can adjust your application um, kind of pathway and we can figure out how to reevaluate the rest of your classes so that uh, the application isn't um, like broken. You're not, you're still going to be able to get where you need to go. Um, and that's something that would be great for our drop in advising our quick questions. So um, we can have students come in, um, you know, if they like, let's say a student is registering over the summer, they can't get the class, they keep trying, fall starts, they didn't get the class they wanted. They can certainly come in and talk with us at Quick Questions and say, man, I really wanted to get physics and I'm nervous about that. How can I make sure that everything is set up for the rest of the year? And we can absolutely have that conversation, but it's all gonna work out just fine. Definitely, I think one thing to highlight especially is that students are able to begin registering at or advising and orientation, but they remain uh, they remain being able to make changes to their schedule throughout the entire summer as other students might drop classes or switch things around. Things do uh, become available later on as well. I think there's the, there's also some tools I think that you may mention about how to um, um, that that at least the advisors um, tend to to remind me about, <laughs> which is, I think, notify. And are there other tools? Yeah, there are other tools for like, it's open. Um, yes, yeah, so, sometimes it feels like a ticket master. <laughs> yeah, so notify is wonderful. Um, you can put in your email and it will send you, uh, and your phone, it'll send you an email or a text if you find a spot in a class. Um, they've also, uh, you don't see this, but they've also, uh, figured uh, out how to give all of us the names of students who are on that notify list. And it's amazing because we can actually reach out and contact students who want to get into a class. So signing up is really helpful, even if you just want to know about like future events or future offerings of a class, we can reach out to students who are on that notify list. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't realize, yeah. I didn't realize that advisors had access to that information. I mean, honestly, I feel like anytime I speak to first year students or first year families, Probably the biggest advice that I can give is that the bit, the best connection that a student can make on, on campus is likely an academic advisor, right? The type of, of guidance like that you just described, the type of guidance that you can give a student who hits a roadblock or some unexpected situation where then, you know, it induces a lot of anxiety and it like kind of brings up a lot of, a lot of stress that then I feel like an advisor can help work through and ask really good questions and allow students to be able to, to kind of make those decisions based on that guidance that you're able to give. So I think that's awesome. That's really great. And I also, that I think that calm, I mean, that must've calmed everybody in the podcast down after that conversation, just because you, you always want to see that there's some sort of interaction and that you have this assumption that you have these extremely amazing, smart and talented uh, young people coming into UW and feeling like, hey, I, I know how to do this. Um, but it's actually really nice to help and reach out. Um, and I'd love to kind of a little bit add to that advising aspect, which is, you know, families tend to feel like they have been helping carry that through, uh, through high school, carry that particular advising, the guidance, the structure, like 
even some families might be, uh, because they've done it before, can actually help with some of that class planning. I'd love to hear about how you have coached families <laughs> that may need to uh, consider that this academic journey uh, where their student has to take the lead for it, whereas before they were really very integral um, members of driving where it's going. So I'd love to talk, like, have you talk about what's helpful at this point um, from your standpoint. Yeah, so that's a, that is a bit of a transition, I think, for some families. I think um, the most important thing, as you said, Jenna, is to have the students really be leading the conversation and to really be um, kind of doing the research and um, making the plans on their own. Um, I think that that doesn't mean that families can't help or don't have a role. I think um, what I really want is for just kind of as a small example, for the email to come from the student, you know, with the parent CC'd if they want them instead of the email to come from the parent with the student CC'd, right? Um, and I think that these are the little changes that can give students just more autonomy over their time. Um, I think that some students really value having family members as part of this conversation. And I don't want to, uh, like, I would never tell that a parent to leave the room if the student wants to be there. But I do talk with the students, especially before we get into details about academics or grades. Um, I do wanna make sure that they're comfortable with having anybody else in the room because uh, legally a student's transcript is confidential, a student's record is confidential, and it really is just for them. Uh, we can't share information about students um, beyond uh, them, like basically, at all. It's called FERPA. It's a whole, it's a whole law. Um, so therefore, you know, if I do get an email or a phone call from a parent and says, you know, my student is thinking about applying, you know, I have their student number, don't worry, you know, things like that. I'd have to say like, literally, the only thing is I have no information about this student. Um, that's our line. That's all we can say. So, um, unless the student is really a part of that, actually I can't really help. Um, and we can only talk in, in pretty broad terms. Um, but again, if, if you as a parent want to be, you know, on a Zoom call with an advisor or in an advising appointment and the student is like clearly excited about that, like, great, let's have that conversation as a family. Um, if, there, uh, if you're worried about your student, I have certainly talked with lots of families that say, you know, they call in on their own and they say, this is my student. I know that they're a part of the Allen School and there's just, I think there might be something going on. Can you please make sure that they're okay? You know, things like that. I always, always wanna hear from families to make sure that we're, we're doing the best we can to support students from the university perspective as well. Yeah, that's important. And we'll make sure that the, any sort of information that gives parents and families more information about um, FERPA or the Family Educational Rights and Privacy Act, we'll make sure that to involve uh, or to include that in this episode. Well, I wanted to also just start seeing how we can kind of um, debunk some misconceptions that you may have about the Allen School or CS. Uh, you mentioned that spring barbecue that sounded very much in person and lots of fun and not quite screen specific time. <laughs> um, um, and also very communal and community building. Um, uh, I'd love to just hear about how we can debunk the 
lone wolf or lone husky <laughs> theory that we have about our CS, about our CS students. Yeah, I think I think I hear that fear from students and from families that you know if if I do or if my student does computer science, they're just going to be by themselves tapping on a computer all day long, and it's going to be no fun. And that's not true in the Allen School, and it's not true in the workplace. And I think that's something that we're really trying to make sure that people understand when they're thinking about computer science. Um, in the Allen School, we have, uh, like I said, we have a lot of student groups. We have a student group coordinator. They're always focused on building out uh, different uh, community building things. There's basically a big bulletin board outside of our advising space that talks about the weekly things that are going on. Um, every student group is very active on social media and also in person. So I follow them all on Instagram. I can see all their stories about different things that are going on. Um, they also have a pretty big focus on wellness and about um, uh, like fundraising and making sure that um, we're supporting supporting our larger community. And I think that um, and about like computer science ethics in general. And I think it's just really nice to hear from other students who are in the computer science world, but are also like really just focused on bettering like their own world and the world around them. They're just a really amazing group of students. Um, I also, you know, talked, just wanted to mention briefly in the workplace, um, even out after, like, if you get that, you know, quintessential coding job at a tech uh, company, uh, there, it is very, 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 very unlikely that anybody wouldn't be working with a large group of people on the same code base and always interacting and always trying to figure out how to troubleshoot things together. Um, it's very common for there to be a morning stand-up where people are sharing out how things are going every day. Um, so, you know, from the very start of the Allen School all the way out, um, there's definitely going to be lots and lots of ways for people to always kind of constantly be building out their, their computer science community as well. Yeah, I'm glad you bring up student groups because I think it's, it's sometimes uh, overlooked that, you know, um, student involvement and campus engagement um, a lot of times people default to like, oh, well, they're just kind of hanging out. They're kind of just just socializing. Um, but I think in specifics, right, um, being able to join a computer science and engineering specific student organization kind of allows that uh, that socializing and that community development to happen in in a way that is still connected to academics. Um, and probably also helps students network and, you know, um, really be able to to develop their, their network uh, for after UW as well. I'm a big fan of that robotics team. Oh yeah, that robotics team is fantastic. Um, I also love any of the, like there's a lot of art and animation. Um, like you said, there's, they also have quite a bit of focus on the ethics of artificial intelligence and coding, AI, uh, visual recognition, you know, which is extremely important and feels like uh, uniquely strong in the culture and values of the university as well. So um, it's a great, great, uh, it's a great school to be a part of. Um, so I, I think we're at this point where there's advice section. And uh, after telling us the, this wonderful journey and connection that you've had, even from birth, <laughs> from, for UW, I, we think that you are in this really great position to share some four things you would like our first-year families and our first-year students to know about you and your program. 
Yeah, I was thinking about this as I was uh, as I saw this prompt, um, and I there's so many things. There's so many things that I want to share with students, um, but I think I tried to boil it down a little bit. So my I first want to talk about just advising in general, and I think that sometimes students and families uh, don't realize that literally our entire goal as academic advisors is to help students navigate the university successfully. Um, and I think sometimes they that is viewed less broadly than it probably should be. Um, that means that we want a student to navigate the university in any degree they want successfully um, or that they can that they can take. Um, we want them, if a student is going through something tough that's completely unrelated to academics, it's still gonna affect their academics and that means it's something that we care about and it's something that we wanna help them figure out the resources to fix. So basically, we want students to feel comfortable coming with, to us with literally anything that's going on for them that is impacting their time at the university and we know so much about how to connect uh, students to the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different resources across campus. And um, if we can get a student through the university and graduated and happy with the experience that they had, that is us like fulfilling our purpose as an academic advisor. Um, kind of related to that, like we, we're here because we, we care. We want students to be successful. I think there's a lot of students who are going through tough stuff. That they're like, oh, well, I don't wanna reach out because I know that student, other students have it worse and I don't wanna complain. Or, you know, uh, this class has been really difficult for me, but I see other students that are passing. And so, you know what, I think I can just buckle down and do it, you know? And I think that reaching out to us when things aren't going well isn't a burden on us. It's not complaining to us. It's not admitting that um, you couldn't hack it and other people could. It's that you are getting resources to make things better when you're going through tough stuff. And that's not, that's smart, right? <laughs> that's smart and that's um, a good use of your resources and a good use of your time and a good use of our time. And we want really people to feel like they can reach out to us for anything. Um, so I think those are kind of my two, just please check in with us. We would love to help fix whatever's going on, pieces of t advice. One about CS real quick. Um, CS is really, really broad. So I think a lot of times people think of it as like, punching in code and then running the code and then a computer program happens. And that's like true. Um, but also CS is a part of um, building robotics and building cars. CS is a part of animation and we send people over to Pixar. CS is a part of math and um, statistics and a part of you know a billion other places all around campus and beyond. And we really want to get people just hyped about CS and about like incorporating that into their world in whatever capacity that makes sense. And if that's something that you want to explore, even if you have no interest in ever being a CS major, um, we can probably give you some some cool tools to to um, just make whatever you love uh, a little bit more technical. And then finally, a lot of, this is mostly for students in the on school, but I think it applies to everyone. The UW is really big. There is, it's really easy to get trapped in your own bubble, especially your own academic bubble. And I think um, 
if you if you do that as a student, then you're missing out on so many other opportunities that you could be involved with involved in with the UW. So I try to tell our students to get out of our buildings, to go up to the to the quad, <laughs> to see the fair, the resource fairs, to join a uh, student organization that's not through the Allen School, um, in addition to the ones they're doing, because there's hundreds of other ones that are all sorts of uh, covering all sorts of things. Um, and I think that, you know, to study abroad, even if you're not taking a single computer science class abroad, that's okay. Um, and I think that that's the best way to just make sure that college is everything that every student wants it to be for, for them. Well, that's such valuable information. And, and gosh, I mean, like Jennifer, you and your, your, your advising team are such valuable resources as well for computer science students and just in general advisors are, are like, like I said, probably the most um, impactful relationship that could uh, be developed at, at the University of Washington. So thanks for your time and thanks for, for giving us such great information about your, your area and your, your position. And, and really what, I, what I'm hearing is just some really great care that, that you all give to, to your students and just being able to support, support them through, through their time. So on behalf of us at FYP and parent and family programs, thank you for your work as well. Well, you're welcome. We're happy to do it. And we're happy and looking forward to seeing all of the, the new students that are coming in over the summer. The Husky Huddle Up podcast series is a collaboration between the University of Washington first year programs and parent and family programs to provide parents and families equitable access to information in support of their students' success. The Husky Huddle Up is produced by Chloe Giselle, a senior in the UW Cinema and Media Studies program.